every child on the block and had suggestions for all of their parents. In the living room, Wolf poked a fire to life next to the twinkling lights of the tree. The mantle glittered with Lacey's collection of snowmen, and if I hadn't known better, judging from the way neighbors mingled with drinks in their hands, I'd have thought George and Lacey had planned this party. Smiles and laughter had replaced the unhappy faces we saw earlier. I couldn't help thinking of the thief as a Grinch, and the neighbors as the residents of Whoville, whose irrepressible spirit helped them overcome their sadness. The only problem was that I didn't think our Grinch would come sliding back to join in the merriment. An hour later, the crowd dissipated, and Wolf reminded me, I have to get up early to drive to my parents' house. Bleary-eyed, I drove Hannah and Wolf back to Old Town through the snow that continued to fall. When we stepped out of the car, my street was deserted. In the wee hours of Christmas morning, my neighbors slept and traffic had vanished. The air held that special soundless quality that only accompanies snow. Wolf wrapped his arms around me, and freezing bits of ice melted on my flushed face as I turned it up to him. Promise me you'll avoid Kenner while I'm away? Like there was any comparison between my wolf and his counterpart, the dour detective Kenner. Kenner thought Wolf and I had broken up and had asked me out several times over the last few months. So far, I'd managed to dodge him. Being an event planner didn't lend itself to dating. I was out most nights working. Don't tell me you're jealous, I teased. I'm not beneath a little jealousy where you're concerned. It's been a long time since I cared about someone enough to be jealous. I kind of like it. He kissed me with no-nonsense fervor, leaving me slightly giddy. I hate to interrupt, but it's cold out here for those of us who aren't in a bear hug, and we're supposed to be back at George's tomorrow morning for Lacey's Christmas Day celebration. I reached out a hand with the keys so Hannah could let herself into the house, but Wolf released me. I've got to get cracking. I'll only get a couple hours sleep as it is. I wanted to watch him walk away in the snow but Hannah tugged at me like a bored child. I ran out of adrenaline right about the time I stuck the key into the door lock. Even Moki, my ossicat, winding around my legs, and the frantic happy wriggles of Daisy, my mixed-breed hound, didn't restore my energy. Hannah went straight up the stairs to bed. I tossed my coat over a kitchen chair, let Daisy out in the fenced backyard for a minute, and fed Moki. Thankfully, Daisy promptly came back, more eager to be with me than to play in the snow. She escorted me up the stairs to my bedroom, and in minutes, Moki joined us. Hannah and I slept late on Christmas Day, when Jen phoned and said, Mom's putting your cinnamon buns in the oven. Are you coming? I had a feeling the rest of my family hadn't slept much. I stumbled down the stairs, started a pot of coffee, and let Daisy out. Moki sat by his food dish, watching me expectantly, and Hannah staggered into the kitchen like the bride of Frankenstein.
Ugh, I'm too old to stay up half the night. She rubbed her face and yawned. I feel hungover, and there wasn't even any liquor, men, or general debauchery involved. Although, that one cop was cute. I smiled at the memory of Wolf's kiss in the falling snow. Too bad. I called Dibs. He's mine. Hannah's face wrinkled up. Not that one. The Zack cop. Her eyes finally opened to a normal width. Oh, do you think he'll be there today? Do you have any cucumbers? I'm all puffy. No cucumbers, sorry. And I doubt he'll come on Christmas Day. He probably has a police wife and four little police children at home. Did Wolf tell you that? I poured each of us a